You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Clone Wars episode Deal No Deal. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Yo, what's up, my Star Wars fans? Good to be back talking Deal No Deal. And Mike, I've uh, this episode, a, um, a familiar trope where, you know, it's funny uh, when characters say, hey, it's going to be a simple job, it never turns out to be a simple job, and uh, we're going to talk about that today with Deal or No Deal, but what's going on in the news? Uh, big fat zip. <laughs> <laughs> Whole lot of nothing. Um, as we record today, I, I The Rise of Skywalker is out on Blu-ray, uh, the physical release. Um, obviously, a few weeks ago, we talked about the early release of that on digital. Um mm-hmm. But uh, now it's it's available. Uh, you can go get your exclusive versions wherever. I am actually presently, while we record, talking to Matt Campbell and saying like, "Hey man, uh, you can, get, can you give me that Target exclusive one?" My plan was actually to book today off of work and drive across the border oh, down sure. to Bellingham and yeah, totally. and just go into Target. Like I was literally gonna get up today. This was like three weeks ago. My plan was I'm gonna get up at like six a.m on the 31st and I'm going to like eat breakfast and shower or whatever and get in the car. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to book it for the border and, uh, and try and get there before, before the, the lineups and whatnot. Not that, the, I mean, a Tuesday afternoon, a Tuesday morning, there's it's not going to be too crazy. Um, but, I uh, but the plan was just to kind of boot it down to Bellingham, which is, uh, with the border weight, probably about an hour and a half to two hours away. Um, and uh, and pick it up, grab something to eat, and then come home. Uh, and uh, uh, that's uh, that's obviously not not yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> uh, not possible because uh, the border is essentially closed. Like if like I think if I tried to go down to the border and say, and they were like, "Hey, what are you going? What are you crossing the border for?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I just want to go buy a Star Wars Blu-ray." <laughs> yeah. Blu-ray. They'd be like, "Yeah, no, you can't do that. There's a there's a global pandemic out there." Yeah. So, um, unless you get a Star Wars fan, they go, "Yeah, go ahead." Come yeah, yeah. secretly. <laughs> um, 
So instead, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Matt Campbell get a copy for me, and uh, uh, it's so annoying because there's a lot of stuff at Target that I can actually order online and that they'll ship across the border. Um, this isn't one of those things. Blu-rays mm. aren't one of those things, and it's mm. because of uh, there's all sorts of rules about. Um, uh, we have something up here called the CRTC. I've talked about it on Thunderquack and on Quiver a bunch of times. The CRTC. Uh, I think it's Canadian radio and television council or something like that. Mm. Um, and they, uh, they basically, uh, monitor, like there are laws that are like, okay, you have to, in order to be a TV station or whatever, you have to have so much, um, Canadian content, uh, so that we're not just importing, american content all the time right mm, granted okay. the majority of our media uh, the majority of our entertainment comes from america but um one of the things about about a physical release like a blu-ray is that canadian packaging has to have french on it as well mm. and obviously american packaging doesn't have french so it's not legally okay to buy it in canada and it's also not legally okay to buy the American manufactured one because it's it's manufactured by a different company, right? Yeah. So the idea there being that you're keeping money inside Canada and not not um, not importing without you know paying fees and whatnot. Mm. Um, so Target, rather than figuring out like how to deal with the duties and the taxes and tariffs, because you could like I could order something um, like let's say off of eBay or Amazon from an independent seller and they guess they could ship it to me but when it gets to the border if the if customs opens it up and goes oh this is a blu-ray we're going to charge you the 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 duties taxes and tariffs on it it's like okay they could end up adding like 30 or 40 dollars to it's kind of arbitrary it's so Ooh, ridiculous wow um yeah. but uh they could a- end up adding a lot to the to the the border fees um and then and obviously that's a cost that i have to incur and I'm sure that there are a lot of instances of people ordering things and then not paying the border fees, and then it ends up getting shipped back, and then that that dealer has to to refund it. And so I think that Target is just like we're just not going to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you yeah. want to buy a pillow, you can buy a pillow, but don't <laughs> don't order any of this other stuff. Um, so there's a lot of things that are restricted. The 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 real crummy thing for me is that the um uh force awakens the 3d release is the one that i wanted so that's what i got that up here that was fine but the last jedi the target exclusive edition was the one that i wanted so i had to figure that out i don't remember how i ended up getting that one how did i get the target exclusive one i think i bought it off of ebay and then uh rogue one had a target exclusive that i really wanted um and didn't manage to get uh when it was still out um, so I ended up ordering that one off of eBay. Uh, Solo doesn't have a good version yet. Um, there's, they still haven't put out a, a nice physical version in 4k. Um, it's coming though, I think, or maybe it's out now, yeah, but it might be out now. The, yeah. the, the black box with the, with the, the, the yellow art, the ones where they all look the same. Right. Um, so I think I'll get that, but I haven't, I haven't been out to a, to a 
electronics uh, store in a while. So um, not that there are that many left, but I, I, yeah, they released that one on DVD recently or, or standard Blu-ray and DVD, but I obviously want the 4K for it. So I've been waiting yeah, on that yeah. one. Um, but then, then Rise of Skywalker Target's got the exclusive on that where it's got a great cover. So for me, it's like, I don't really care about having it for the movie i care about having it for my collection so yeah, it's more sure. important to me what it looks like than yeah what the content yeah. is on it but again target has exclusive content on their blu-rays they always have exclusive content on their blu-rays mm. so um yeah it's uh i it's just a, it's just a pain it's just a pain for me and it shouldn't have been i should have just been able to pop down I had sort of planned for it this time, knowing that the last two that I wanted were a pain to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, there we go. Uh, Matt ordered it for me. So there you go. Uh, Just like that. There we go. Um, and then I'll grab it from when I'm down for star Wars celebration, providing the world goes somewhat back to normal mm-hmm. before August. And it doesn't hey, get canceled. Yeah. Since you have Matt on the line, you can also have him buy the, uh, humongous saga set that's going out that just came out too <laughs> yeah <laughs> 250 bucks yeah there you go doesn't include solo or uh rogue one though but uh no no it's just saga. the skywalker saga yeah um, yeah yeah i like i look at that and i go like that's really neat and and i think it also comes with the digital editions sure yeah um, it does. which it should for 250 bucks but um which would be really cool to have all of the digital editions but but i have all those movies on blu-ray already Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I don't have 4k for the, the prequels and the original trilogy, but, um, I don't know. I'll, I, there's always an inclination to buy this stuff the second that it comes out. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Especially with, with something like that one, like that box set is going to be limited numbers. Eventually that's, that printing's going to run out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't particularly like what they did with it. I like it, it doesn't fit on a shelf um it, it's it the have you seen like the the um the disc art yes it I just have. feels like somebody randomly grabs screenshots like there's no there's no rhyme yeah. or reason to the art that's on them now like the art in the in the 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 first blu-ray set for for the saga um the that's that's one through six um they commissioned an artist to do new art for each one of the the sort of uh spreads because it's a book right like it's it's in that book format so they commissioned an artist to do to do one of a kind or like in like like new art for each of those uh uh spreads so the movies and then the bonus discs as well um which is really cool but then the the Blu-ray disc itself, I'm pretty sure on that one is uh, they did the original movie poster artwork, mm. didn't they? I'm pretty sure that's what it is on that one. Um, but I but with this one, it's like I don't know. It, it, it and granted, they got they there's three discs for each movie, right? There's a 4K Blu-ray, a standard Blu-ray, and then bonus features. Right. And so they have to pick three images. But for me, it's really easy. It's really, really easy. Each movie has two posters, right? Right. There's always like a main poster and then and then the secondary poster, if not three or four. Um, 
so for me, it would have been like, it was so easy to just go like, okay, main poster on the 4k, like the original poster on the 4k, an alternate poster on the Blu-ray and then concept art of the main battle. There's a lightsaber battle in every one of those movies, concept Mm -hmm. art of the lightsaber battle on the special features Blu-ray. Like I don't understand why it's so difficult for them to figure out how to do these. Um, the other, the, the, the concept that I've always had that I've always wanted to do. Um, and I've never been able to find high res versions of the, of the planets. Um, and I don't really know how to like create those renders if, if I could figure out how, or if somebody out there wants to help me with this project, I would love it. I, I've always wanted to do my own sleeves for the entire saga for all Mm. of the movies. Um, and to do like I I pick one of the styles <laughs> of the logos and to do all of the logos in that style. So whether you would take the sequel trilogy style of the Star Wars with the name sandwiched in the middle or do it all like the prequel style or do all unique layouts like like the original Star Wars trilogy. But to have the logos like that, I all all similarly done. Uh, just on a black sleeve, like a matte black uh, uh, satin finish sleeve, and then have a gloss, uh, basically the top of a planet, and and for every one of the movies, to basically get the planet that that the first planet that we see, right? Because every movie mm-hmm. starts in space and pans down, uh, except for um, uh, Attack, Attack of the Clones, Clones? Which pans yeah, up. Pans but up. Yeah. but like it's it's a it's. If I'm not mistaken, it's a different planet in every movie. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure it is, right? Because let's see, it's it's what is it? It's Naboo, and then it's Coruscant, Coruscant. and then oh, I guess it's Coruscant, Coruscant again. again. Yeah, Coruscant in, again. In um, in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, so maybe I would break that rule and pick something else there. But you could also do Coruscant with a battle over top of it. Um, just be harder. Uh, and then Tatooine, Hoth. Uh, oh, and then it's Tatooine again, isn't it? Tatooine again, yeah. <laughs> it's Tatooine again. So maybe just pick Endor on that one, just for funsies. Uh, I, and then I, and then what do we? We actually pan down. We pan. What do we pan in 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 Force, Force Awakens? Awakens? It's actually it it pans up. I believe it pans it? up to the moon, right? Yeah. Uh, over Jakku. Um, and then the silhouette of the, the silhouette of right, the, right. the the finalizer comes over it, and then yeah. it's Dakar in the Last Jedi, and then it is uh, uh, Mustafar in yeah. in Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker yeah. <clears throat> so I like you know, there's a little bit of finessing there, but you pick a planet from each of those movies, um, and maybe make sure that they're a little bit visually distinct, and and have that sort of be the bottom of of the cover of every single one of them mm-hmm. um and uh and just have them all in like a nice unified format that it would be it would be really nice to have the whole the whole saga that way but i get like the like i said those new versions that they just released um you could do that except the rise of skywalker doesn't have one mm. every single one of them except for the rise of skywalker yeah. has one which is such a weird choice to me and i understand why because they did this release before that and they don't want like they've got their release for the rise of skywalker but 
I don't know. It's like it's no different than when I buy graphic novels, like comic books, and uh, you're going along on a series, and every single one of the spines is the same, and then all of a sudden they do something different on one of them, and then when you look on your shelf, you're like, well, now it doesn't look right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I actually have a like. I end up getting for the series that I really, really love. I end up getting the hardcover collected editions because as long as they put them all out and like they don't stop partway through, you can get them where it's like, okay, they're all unified. Right. Mm-hmm. So I look over at my shelf and I've got, um, I've got why the last man and I've got, uh, the invincible collection and, uh, crimson volume one and two. And they're all, they're all the, the hardcover special. Oh, and then I have the Telos collections collections as well. Um, yeah like i like to me that i love that on my shelf of like looking and it's like all the same um you've got that uniformity but uh, mm. uh yeah it's like i'm waiting for yeah. rise of skywalker art book is on its way to me today it says it's going to be here by 8 p.m nice. um it's shipped but it's not out for delivery yet and yet they say it's going to be here by 8 p.m it's Ooh. already 3 40 uh but i uh, i don't think it'll come today i think it'll come tomorrow um but I really hope that it's the same size as the other two movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter to me if it's the same as Rogue One or Solo, because whatever. But as long as like, you know, uh, one, two, and three are all the same, and and uh, seven, eight, nine are all the same, um, they really need to go back and do new versions of four, five, and six. They need mm-hmm. to. I I really feel like uh, I like maybe I don't know like get J W Rinsler or somebody to. So, like if you got jw rinsler pablo hidalgo and phil stozak to all like team up and go through the archives and do new versions of of four five and six like mm-hmm. because there there is the uh, i don't know what they're called off the top of my head um the art of return of the jedi i think is 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 that what it's called it might be. Uh, I believe that's how they word it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that there's one for Empire. Is there one for the Empire Strikes Back? Oh, there is. I guess there are these these ones that they did not that long ago that are pretty good. I don't have them, though, so I should really... Yeah, I don't either. Mm. I should really look into that. Let's go to Amazon.com. <laughs> Let's go to Amazon.ca, actually, because I'm in Canada. Let's see if they even have them. The Art of Star Wars. It's going to show me everything. It's going to show me all the new ones first. Um, ooh, are they doing a... They're doing a, a Mandalorian one, hey? Uh, yeah, I heard that. May 26, oh, 2020. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well... I mean, while I'm here, let's just go ahead and add this to my cart. <laughs> He's adding stuff as we speak. Peter, add to cart. Awesome. Yeah, this is the episode where Mike bought a bunch of stuff on on <laughs> the air. Um, yeah, stuff I can't order myself. I get I get Matt to do, uh, and then and then I'll do the rest. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got that the art of Star Wars Rebels uh, limited edition coming uh, for my birthday, right around nice. my birthday. One hundred and thirty bucks, but. Yeah. totally worth it totally i see what you're saying it. i see what you're saying on the uh i never really noticed it uh, as far as the the disc art as for that big box set yeah. but it is it is kind of random like one of them is like 
Kylo, after he gets washed over with the, the ocean water, kind of an odd picture to do with him, like all wet and everything. And then Han Solo uh, is kind of being getting ready, or he's on the barbecue pit, you know, thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, it's some random C3PO's on a couple of them. So, yeah, I, I guess I can see your point. It's just kind of random, interesting choices to pick on it's, these. It's so weird to me that the, some of those choices are just so weird to me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They need yeah. to do reprints of these because these are paperbacks. Oh, it's gonna look so weird on my shelf. From eleven dollars. Ooh. <laughs> A new hope is from eleven dollars. It's probably not in yeah. good condition. New from eighty three forty seven. Wow. That's Canadian. So yeah. it's a little bit cheaper than American. But um yeah. Yeah, man. Ugh. I'm gonna pay out the nose for these if I want to. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not today. That's all right. Not today. Um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I think the only other thing, I think we're all just kind of waiting on kind of confirmation, you know, about the Ahsoka news. And there's even some talk about an Ahsoka TV series that it's been going yeah, around. It's still nothing's being, you know, they're pretty quiet on this. You even know what? That Ahsoka stuff last week, it was like, okay, maybe this is real. Maybe this is real. These, it's being picked up by variety. Like it's, it's being treated as though it's a real story. So yeah. I was definitely giving it a little bit more credence than, than I normally would under it's that normal. circumstance sure. yeah. um, because of who was reporting it. But then that news started coming out either yesterday or today about like, Oh, an Ahsoka live action series. And now I'm like, this is, this sounds like, this go a little too far. sounds like confusion again, mm. and it's very similar to um, a lot of the sort of rumor milling that happened around the release of Rise of Skywalker, where there was all of these these rumors about what what this was or what that was, what's going to happen, um, and then it turned out that a lot of that was from the 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 Trevorrow script, mm. um, and uh, and a lot of it was was. It was true from a certain point of view, I guess. Mm. Um, and I think that that's what we're dealing with here. It's like there's yeah. there's obviously some sort of truth, but now everybody's just running with it. And if they hear even the slightest rumor, it's like, oh, just just publish it. Just put yeah. it up on the site. It's going to get hits. Um, Take a shot. Maybe, maybe it will hit it or something. You know, the other thing, too, is we talked about Michael Bean, and there was a, a sketch going around of, of what his character is going to look like. So if mm. you search around, you can find that. And then the latest one was – Jamie Lee Curtis cast in Star Wars: A Man and Lauren that came out yesterday. So I saw that. That's so. And it, like this is this is the interesting thing to me. I don't think that these because everybody is saying that this stuff is season two, right? I don't think that any of this news is Mandalorian season two. I think this is Mandalorian season three. Oh wow! Right? Okay. Like I think that yeah. they are that that as they get ready. Um, for for two to come out in the fall, um, that that they're gearing up to start shooting season three, because mm-hmm. um, I think I actually actually have a suspicion that this this series is going to be three seasons that it's it's going to be a trilogy, mm. um, but it'll be its own kind of trilogy, right? Uh, mm. Season one, season two, season three. I uh, 
and and I think that that a lot of these rumors, I think the Ahsoka thing, I think the 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 Michael Bean and Jamie Lee Curtis rumors, I think that's what they are. I think that they're season three, not season two. Mm-hmm. And and maybe I'll be proven wrong on that, but but it just the thing that 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 confuses me about it is that season two wrapped. They shot everything. I said that last week. They've shot yeah. everything for season yeah. two. Mm-hmm. So if these are casting rumors, why are they coming out now? Right. Right? Yeah. Unless it's a matter of people in post-production are seeing this stuff for the first time, and the people in post have much looser lips than the people who are on set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, like, that's possible because there's a lot more people that work on this stuff in post than work on it on set. Right. Um, yeah. So and and sometimes it goes outside of Lucasfilm itself, right? Because some of the some of the the visual effects studios are are it's farmed out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you, you, so. I, well, the other thing too is like with the Ahsoka rumors, it's like they were able to keep Yoda a secret. Yeah. Yoda, sorry, the child, baby Yoda, a secret that whole time. And I get it; it's a it's a puppet, so it's not like you're hiring an actor to come in and. So I just I don't know I mean, if they can keep that a secret until, till the show airs. You'd think they could, kind of do that with an actor or with, if they're going to bring Ahsoka in. But that that's like one of those like we talked about a major, it would be a major thing. Didn't have that spoil is kind of a bummer, you know. Like, but yeah, maybe maybe there's more to it. And there was another thing too about um, you know Ahsoka coming in. So is Rex, and I was like, oh wow, okay, kind of kind of makes sense too to to have Rex kind of show up. But uh, I guess we'll see in this episode where they kind of end up from here yeah even though we know stuff that happens in rebels it'll be interesting to see uh from this point of view what's going to happen so yeah other than that though i mean yeah again we're just kind of kind of waiting just for some star wars to uh confirm something what <laughs> you know it doesn't matter what it is just gonna, what's going on what's the next step? i honestly so, think that they're in in such a uh sort of damage control mm-hmm. um mode right now because of because of COVID-19 oh I think, yeah I think Lucasfilm and Disney are trying to figure out what what comes next yeah. um because a lot I think a lot of their plans are getting kind of thrown up in the air and we don't know how much longer this is going to go on um some people are saying eight weeks and like another I guess at this point like another seven weeks um because this is kind of part way through week three for mm-hmm. a lot of us I think um, but, uh, but we don't know. It could, it could end up stretching out longer than that. I mean, like, uh, here in Canada, in British Columbia in particular, it feels like, um, social distancing has been really successful and we've, we've, uh, 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 been doing the work to flatten the curve. The, the, the numbers aren't, aren't necessarily showing the curve flattening just yet. Not, not in like a, not in like a meaningful way um, mm-hmm. because what you want to see is like day over day uh, uh, decline, decline yeah. not even decline, but like it just sort of evening out mm-hmm. and then going down and declining eventually. Um, but, uh, but, but when you do look at the, the number of confirmed cases uh, for, for us in Canada, it's not the um, exponential curve that it is the hockey stick as some people will refer to it um Mm -hmm. that it that it was in china obviously or uh particularly in in italy because they've got a 
the worst. Um, but I, I, you know, like, like we, we've, we, I think we've done a pretty good job of managing it for the most part. Quebec may be excluded. They kind of ignored it for a little while too long. Um, but you guys down there, I, and again, like it's a general, this is a huge generalization because what happens in, you know, uh, uh, California can be very different from what's happening in Virginia, let's say. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so like we all know, like the news stories from the last few weeks of Florida, just going like, whatever, we're just going to party anyways. And it's like, no, don't party anyways. <laughs> yeah. This is not a party time. Yeah. Um, a lot of young kids are kind of not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, young people and, and, uh, and, and sort of the, the that baby boomer generation there mm-hmm. gen, gen what is it i think it's gen z mm-hmm. uh and and the baby boomers it's uh it's uh, right. the the gen x and millennials are united on this of like um <laughs> science says that we should not be out right now <laughs> we don't want the blue shadow virus to, the to spread <laughs> the blue shadow virus i uh, bring it back to the cold world yeah like um but uh but man like uh, there are specific hotspots uh, uh, in the United States right now that feel like they're a little bit out of control, um, mm. and 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 that's going to affect things. It's go- that's going to have a very big. Uh, we've talked about it a lot on the Thunderquack podcast and and on the the live streams that I've been doing um, on the YouTube channel, um, and uh, it's it's really. Uh, uh, it's really hard to predict at this point how long things are going to go on and mm-hmm. what the knock-on effects are going to be. So, like, what what are the long-term uh, things that are going to be affected? Obviously, movies are getting pushed. Um, uh, but we haven't really seen anything with TV yet because, um, because everything was kind of in the pipeline already. But we're going to start seeing that soon because a lot of yeah. shows have shut down production, which means that they're not going to be finishing out their seasons mm-hmm. on time. Um, uh, some shows like, like a lot of the CW shows are saying that they might end up with a reduced number of episodes. Mm. Um, and, I, uh, uh, they're all shut down right now and eventually we're like, they're going to run out of new shows. Um, and then, you know, six months down the line, a year from now, there, there are going to be these big gaps. Um, so I don't know. It's, I, I'm sure that Lucasfilm, like everybody else is, is kind of uh, uh, hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. Preparing the worst, yeah. That's um, what you got to do. Yeah. The one bright side uh, uh, to this specific part of the conversation is that um, for a lot of animation, uh, it's actually possible to continue producing, maybe not at the same the same rate um, as before, because because you do lose some efficiencies by not having everybody in the same office, but with us, particularly the the type of animation that Lucasfilm does with uh, with Rebels and and Clone Wars and and Resistance, um, the computer stuff, like th- there are solutions, and that can continue to happen. That can those whatever is in production can continue in production. So with people working from home and whatnot, um, so hopefully that means that that Star Wars animation will be here to save the day. Uh, at some point later this year, but it was still kind of to be seen. And I think, 
I think that they were holding off a lot of announcements for Star Wars Celebration. That tends to be oh, it's true the yeah. way to do it. Mm-hmm. But with that kind of with some question marks surrounding that, right. um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what yeah. ends up happening. Yeah. But, um, like you said, fingers crossed. You know, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Yeah. So. Uh, with that, let's get into our let's get into our recap. But before we do, uh, here are some some sponsors. Here's some ads. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? They call themselves the Bad Batch. You're a Jedi. Your nobility is a weakness. I don't have such weaknesses. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. Hello, Master. It's been a while. Now it's time for the Clone Wars recap. So yes, sir. Okay, deal or no deal. Directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and Stuart Lee, and written by Dave Filoni and Charles Murray. Uh, Ahsoka and Trace toil away on Martez's ship. Trace reveals that she built the craft entirely on her own and has named it the Silver Angel. With nowhere to go, Ahsoka agrees to stay with Trace and her sister for a little longer in the lower levels of Coruscant. Trace's sister, Rafa, comes to the hangar. She needs Trace and her ship for a job, but she won't say what it is until they're on their way. So we just got a, a, a kind of a quick setup of... of uh, this is obviously the second episode in this arc, and uh, we're just kind of establishing Ahsoka's going to stick around with these two. Right. Um, I... I'm kind of getting the feeling that that this story is going to be Ahsoka going like, oh, I've made these friends. I'm going to help them out. Oh, they're in trouble. I'm going to help them out. And then by the end of it, realizing, oh, I'm I'm the one who's causing trouble. And she's going to and she's <laughs> yeah. going to leave them. Um, yeah. Okay. But I, we'll yeah. talk about it in, in a in a couple minutes when we get to it. But I'll just say right now, it's been confirmed that this arc actually takes place before the bad batch arc um oh okay i didn't know that yeah okay i i and the reason for that is when we see anakin later on the command ship um and uh uh, that great reference back to uh, Mm. to return of the jedi um that that indicates that that it's before the bad batch arc because the bad batch arc is is part of the outer rim sieges um, so that places this before that because Anakin is on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and you know what? Like honestly, I <coughs> excuse me. I felt that 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 was probably the case anyways. And in my own head, I was thinking of that even from last week that this was earlier in the timeline because um, Ahsoka just left the Jedi Order, right? And that places this actually immediately after season five ended. Huh? Right. And there's a whole season six in between. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, quite a few episodes in season six. So yeah, 13. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it, 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 
look, it's the Clone Wars. We're used to the timeline being a little bit muddled. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect anything majorly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mostly just a, oh, hey, it's not a continuity error. This is just out of order. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, this uh, this setup to the beginning here, um, one thing that uh, jumped out at me was that Trace hasn't heard of the name Skywalker, which for me, like – for a second there, I'm like, wait a minute, that's like someone maybe not knowing who Michael Jordan is or something. I would think, yeah. that, you know, because it's the Jedi and, and you would think that that name, but maybe not. Maybe especially in these lower levels. And I guess it just shows you how um, just how, how out of touch this lower level is where they've never heard of. Uh, I, she obviously knows who, of the Jedi, but she hasn't heard the name uh, mm-hmm. Skywalker. And I don't know. I think by now you some of his heroics would have kind of filtered around. But obviously not to the lower levels here. So kind of interesting, uh, interesting note there about just how, like I said, how out of touch these, these people are. Um, uh, before they leave, Rafa confronts Ahsoka. Uh, what are you after? She asks with an accusatory tone. Ahsoka doesn't suffer the insult gladly. I don't have an angle, she says, unless maybe to keep you both out of trouble. Rafa turns to leave, uh, saying Ahsoka may be the trouble Trace needs to stay away from. So that was another thing too about this section was Rafa. She's kind of wondering what Ahsoka wants out of Trace. You know what I mean? Like she's just there to. It was kind of like an accident that they found each other. But now yeah. Rafa's turning it around. Like, well, what do you want from us? You know, what are you trying to do? And I'll just have to note too. Like I forgot to mention this. I did some digging, and I found out that so Rafa won the laundromat that she had in the last episode. Apparently, she won that in some uh, some game. But uh, if you read the Arobesh, somebody translated it and it says Calrissian, um, Calrissian Lando Matt. So possibly somewhere <laughs> down the line she won it from a Calrissian, whether it's Lando, I don't know. But it's kind of funny where these little tiny little nuggets, Easter eggs that you can find in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna create some F level canon. I haven't done this in a long time. Here, it was some front lines level canon because mm-hmm. we used to talk a lot about like is this yeah g level canon or is this that this and that especially when the mandalore stuff started years and years ago so i'm going to introduce some f level canon here i think that laundromat i don't think it was owned by lando i think that uh lando pissed somebody off probably uh, a, a jilted lover um i won't say <laughs> whether they are male female That's or funny. human um, but, uh, a jilted lover, I uh, decided like, oh, I, I, it, it, you know, like if Lando's going to air my dirty laundry, then I'm going to name my laundromat after Lando mm-hmm. and people can wash <laughs> their underwear in his name in the, in uh, day. because that's, that's cause that's what he deserves. So that's the F level canon until we're told otherwise, um, that whoever had that laundromat before, was like I'm gonna put Lando Calrissian's name all over this because because <laughs> uh, he's a he's a dirtbag. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. That's, that's funny. That's there you go. There's that there Oh, go. and the other thing too, I forgot to mention this. Um, Ahsoka says that she went to the Skywalker Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a kind of a neat little touch. Like you know, she's she's a student of Skywalker and she went to that academy. And and Trace doesn't know about us. You know. Still doesn't know about Ahsoka. She hasn't told her anything about her past yet, so it's still all up in the air. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that Skywalker Academy. I thought that yeah, was I think cool. last week I I don't remember if I mentioned it or not, but the moment where Ahsoka says that she learned how to fight from her older brother, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that moment like hit me so hard last week. And then the mm. Skywalker Academy thing, it's like, she, she did make the difficult choice and she walked away, but you can tell that she hasn't quite, she's not quite over it yet. And there's still a lot of connection to, to that part of her life. It's still very fresh yeah. because when we, when we see her in rebels, it's so far removed. It's been so many years um, that, that I think like she's had a lot of time to process it, a lot of time to move on. And she talks about the Jedi uh, very differently Mm -hmm. than the way that she does here, where she's very, she's afraid to bring it up. She's kind of, there's a little bit of like a shame sort of, sort of vibe of it. Like Mm -hmm. where she, she feels herself that she turned her back on the Jedi order and on Anakin in particular. And obviously like that comes back. We talked about it last week, that moment uh, when she's fighting Vader and, and cracks the mask and sees yeah. Anakin's face for the first time mm. and, and realizes that's it. That is in fact, Anakin in there. Like she confirms cause she kind of has a, a suspicion, but mm. she confirms that, that, that Anakin is Darth Vader. And she says to him, he, she's like, uh, uh, Ezra is calling to her to 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 run, and she turns back to Anakin and she says, "I won't, I won't leave you, not again, I won't leave you. or something yeah, like that." Yeah, and uh, and you can tell that like she's still at that point in her life has a has a lot of regret, um, and and um, she that's all very fresh right now. So every time she kind of brings this stuff up, it's a little bit, it's a little raw. Um, mm-hmm. Which yeah. I think is a is it's a really it's a really difficult thing I think to get across in animation and yet said it last week I'll say it again this week the the the, the performance Ew. for yeah. these characters is the best it's ever been um, uh, Rafa in particular I just, noticed that too yeah. she just has this confidence about her and this fluidity in the way that she moves and so, and like the poses are all very bold and interesting. Um, and it's, it's so different from, from anything else that we've seen in the clone wars. And I would say even rebels, like it's, it's a, it's a step oh, above yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. Whoever, whoever was the lead on, on that character, they just really poured their heart and soul into it. Yeah. Um, I apologize if you guys can hear all of that, that <laughs> crying in the background. Um, Barely. Yeah. It's the middle of the day, and Cassie's not happy about something. Not, not a good day. That's okay. Um, but yeah, you want to continue here? Or is it my turn? It's my turn. Yeah, go, actually, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, finally, they take the Silver Angel into the Coruscant skies. But Trace, holding no license and inexperienced in the ways of the upper levels, accidentally pulls into a military lane and draws the attention of Admiral Yularen on a Republic mm. command ship. Anakin Skywalker, however, seeming to sense a familiar presence, orders that they let the ship go. Um, Ooh, yeah. wow. Well, you talked about this one earlier, Mike. I mean, you're just Such teased it, but wow. What a fantastic throwback, you know, callback, homage, whatever you want to call it, man. Loved it. Loved it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I look, we. we we were never supposed to get these episodes, right? We were never supposed to get these yeah. episodes and we're so lucky that we're getting them um, in the first place at all, even a little bit. I, this scene has no right 
to be in this. It's it's kind of unfair. It's like we've all kind of processed all of this ourselves and mm-hmm. and dealt with it. Um, and then here's here's uh, Dave and the crew going back and opening up these old wounds of of Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship. Yeah. Wow. And this scene is so good. And the the very very subtle callback to Return of the Jedi with Luke and and Vader. Um, it's it's just it's it's really powerful stuff, and and it just shows that they're really putting a lot of um, a lot of care and attention into these final stories, um, and I think that's why we're getting to see them. I think because this stuff was in there, and it's like the, these stories are worth yeah, this is too they're good worthwhile. To not, yeah. So yeah. like, let's do it. Like let's 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 get it done because mm-hmm. this stuff is great. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just so happy that we get it at all. Um, yeah. And, and too, it's, it's interesting. The, the way they shot it, it was almost like parts of it were almost shot for shot. You know, you, you can go back and forth between, yeah. you know, this and, and some of the stuff you saw with Admiral Piet and all that. It was like, man, it's, you know, and you Lauren, this is, wow. It was, it was really well done. And, and here's the thing too, like, obviously they sense each other. And, and you can see Yularen uh, goes, hey, is everything okay? Just kind of like, yeah. like I think it was Piet that asked Vader at the same time. And he's like, you know he knows who it is, but he's going, you know what? I respect your choice um, to leave. You know, I, that's what I'm thinking. He's thinking in his yeah. mind, like, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, just like, oh, no, everything's cool. So really, really cool touch like that, too. And, and I agree with you. Like, I had kind of jotted down, like, the, the movements of Rafa, especially particularly in this scene where they're in the ship, uh, even sometimes when she's not even talking, um, her her reactions is just like, wow, this is just it just jumped out at me. Like, I don't remember noticing that too much before. But you're you're definitely uh, we're on the same page. There's just like, man, that is just the extra attention to detail is. Yeah. The animation is really cool. So anyway, uh, go ahead. Mike. Is it your turn? Or my uh, turn? No, it's you. No, uh, it's, yeah. Once clear. Uh, once clear. Rafa tells Trace and only Trace about the job. When they emerge out of hyperspace, Ahsoka is shocked to see that they've arrived at Kessel, the notorious spice mining world. Rafa claims they're here only to pick up medicine, and Kanash Locke, major domo of King Yoruba of Kessel, greets them at the landing platform. So we find out that they are going to be running some spice, and something that I did not know um, was that spice can be used in other ways, not just a quote unquote yeah. like illegal substance it yeah. can be used for medicine so that was kind of interesting to find that i didn't know that before <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know if that if that was uh canon previously if that was if that's ever been uh brought up before i mean bacta has always been the the thing that everybody talks about when they talk about uh, uh medical supplies in in star wars terms but um mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's a great angle because it gives Ahsoka this this ability to say like, "Hey, like, we don't we don't have to do this. We can do." I, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's over here, but um, yeah. Yeah. I. But yeah, like it's a great setup uh, mm-hmm. that that spice is actually more complicated, um, and you know what? I think there might be a little bit of an effort there to. Uh, to set something up for a Poe Dameron story down the road, um, that there might mm-hmm. be some connections there, because that would be great to find out that, like, okay, yeah, he was a spice runner when he was younger, but um, he's still he's a he's a like a Robin Hood type of type of yeah, right. uh, ne'er do all. 
Yeah. Um, so I definitely. could totally see them using that little piece of information as like, yes, they were running Spice, but Poe was always sure to make like like to 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 uh, to like sort of get a little bit off to to whoever needed it for medical supplies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, did you catch in the music um, when they go into hyperspace at the beginning of this of this scene? Um, the the music mirrors solo. Um, oh, okay. There's a little bit that. of a musical reference in there. It's not exact. It's not. They didn't like lift anything from solo, but there's a little bit of the 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 solo score inspired uh, vibe to it, and I caught it. Like they they the the scene with Anakin finishes and they go up into space and and you kind of hear this music and I was like wow that sounds a, a lot like a lot like solo that's really cool that Kevin Kiner is including that and then they jump to hyperspace and I'm like it's kind of makes sense because they're on this freighter it's kind of they're kind of on a on a solo esque uh, mm-hmm. uh, mission here we don't know where we're going at this point though and then they arrive and you get it's the maelstrom right like in front oh, of yeah. them and as, yeah. and I was like are they on- they're on Kessel. <laughs> Are they going to Kessel? <laughs> and then they do go to Kessel, and um, and it's so cool that we get to see the other side of Kessel. Mm-hmm. Um, that that it shows like this huge imbalance on Kessel of like there's there's this area that that is being mined, um, and they do a really cool thing uh, for me personally where they they connect the. Star Wars Rebels episode, uh, the the series premiere where we go to Kessel and it's the mm. long platform yeah. um, that's way above the the clouds and we can't see the the can't see the bottom. Mm. Um, they fly past that and then they land down at the bottom when they're picking up the spice later and I I or do they land down there? I don't remember if they land down there, but I don't but. Know. I think they no they look down there and we cut down and we see yeah. all of the the slaves it's that moment where they say like look at all the droids mm-hmm. um and but it connects solo the kessel that we saw in solo with the kessel that we saw in Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. and it puts them together but then it we also see this other side of it where we see that part of this planet is lush and beautiful and Kessel's not desolate like it's not a horrible place if you are part of the wealthy elite, right? Right. Um, which yeah. I, it's just, uh, Star Wars is always good when it's when it's sort of holding up a mirror um, mm-hmm. to our society, and 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 we get a little bit of that in this, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, definitely. Here, let me yeah, continue. Ra- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Kanash welcomes Ahsoka, Trace, and Rafa to a banquet. Ahsoka, highly skeptical of the nature of this job, asks about the medicine. The major domo says they are to to deliver three containers of unrefined spice. Many things can be made out of spice, and they're not all good. Ahsoka says defiantly. The charge creates a tension in the room, and Kanash assures her that the medicine created from the spice will save lives. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Rafa at this point didn't. Make, I think they made a point of saying this in the show that she doesn't know how dangerous this is, and she does. She's never really done this kind of job before, so this is all kind of new stuff coming up and the castle you mentioned the castle and I, I think that they modeled this episode after some of the stuff we saw in solo too if i if i read that correctly um the other day i was kind of just searching around for news and i saw that so um but yeah uh, i'll continue here mike uh is it my turn again yep kind of back and forth. um 
As they leave, Ahsoka tells Trace that spice uh, running is dangerous. Trace defends her sister, even though this is Rafa's first time taking on such a job. Okay, there we go. Uh, the Silver Angel heads to the Drury uh, Mining Zone, which looks very different from the lush royal landscape. That's what you're talking about, Mike. Uh, from up above, Trace admires the number of droids at work until Ahsoka points out that they're actually slaves. So this uh, term that we heard from C-3PO many, many, many uh, movies ago or years ago, um, he talked about, you know, I'm going to get sent to the spice mines of Kessel. And it was traumatic for him. You know, mm -hmm. this is what this is what this is what he was talking about here. You know, the slave labor. And I think this is a lot of two of, of traces. Maybe that's part of her motivation, too, is that she is not a, necessarily a slave, but um, she's trying to get out of this poverty thing mm -hmm. more than being a slave. And, and so it's kind of kind of her motivation right now is just to get out of poverty. But seeing all the slaves and, and it's interesting that that like they don't know about the slaves. And even I mean, you remember Padme in episode one when she was at the dinner table. Um, at the Lar uh, at uh, Anakin's homestead, she even she didn't understand the slave concept. She's like, "There's still slaves around." Yeah. So this is one of the things that are really kept under, you know, just people just don't know, I guess, or they don't care, you know. So I don't know. You any thoughts on that? Yeah. No. I yeah. I got the exact same thing of of like yeah. I I, I even though they live in on thirteen thirteen, which has its own set of. Mm -hmm. um different realities uh, uh different day-to-day -day realities than than what ahsoka is used to ahsoka actually knows a lot more about the wider galaxy than these two uh who are they're very street smart but but they're not they're not yeah. very world aware world world aware um, exactly um, so yeah. it's uh it, yeah it's a really interesting balance to see it where it's like rafa obviously takes this attitude of being in charge and knowing what's what but she's clearly out of her element um and and ahsoka uh is very worldly having been mm -hmm. to many worlds <laughs> yeah. but but obviously like she's been all over the galaxy and and seen some pretty horrific things and and uh and experienced a lot so um you know it's like the quote back in in star wars rebels where uh uh rex says you know uh, uh in my experience uh in, in what does he say he says something like my experience experience counts for everything yeah. and yeah. and uh and ahsoka says well then i definitely outrank you um and that's the truth like she's been to mortis yeah <laughs> she right. understands the nature of the of the universe better than most people mm -hmm. um because she's got a deity inside of her i i really wonder if we're ever going to get back to that part of her story but um i'm sure in whatever yeah. rebel sequel series that eventually comes we'll uh we'll get yeah that. but yeah it's uh yeah it's very interesting to see this this dynamic at work well the slave thing too is like uh, i think it's rafa I, I believe it's rafa it could have been um trace that says you would think the republic would have shut the place down and it just shows you that like right now especially right now the republic doesn't really have possibly the time or the resources to deal with something like this. I mean, they're, they're scared. Like I said, I might've mentioned this last time. They were kind of, they're spread around the galaxy right now, just fighting these little wars all over the place. So, um, that's kind of why some of this stuff, the slavery is just kind of going on. So, uh, go ahead, Mike, you want to continue? Yeah. Well, Rafa and, uh, sorry, no, that's you. Uh, after picking up the shipment, they take off for their destination, Obadiah, 
Uh, Rafa's contact there is Marg Krim, leader of the Pike Syndicate, which alarms Ahsoka. They'll take your ship, your life, everything, Ahsoka tells Trace of the gangsters. So here again, like they're clearly out of their element like like mm-hmm. the pikes you don't want to mess with the pikes <laughs> yeah definitely not we've seen that and obviously in solo as well uh which i think uh mall is the shadow collective that they're part of all that too so yeah uh, uh let's see while rafa and ahsoka debate what to do trace grows more and more worried about what will happen to her ship impulsively she jettisons the cargo scattering the spice in hyperspace now matters are even worse, but Ahsoka comes up with a plan. So there she goes, dumping, doing a Han Solo there, dumping the spice before there's even trouble. Actually, she just gets panicked, and obviously she's not thinking about, oh, we lost the spice, so we're fine. Yeah. No, it's like uh, you still gotta. <laughs> there's somebody waiting for it. Uh, you, that's not gonna work. So uh, you want to finish it up, Mike? <clears throat> yeah, uh, they arrive at Kessel to find Marg Krim waiting, and he demands to see the cargo before delivering payment. Ahsoka employs a Jedi mind trick on the gangster and his goons, allowing them to take their credits and leave. But one pike, Fife, is not so weak-minded, and he quickly realizes they've been had. The Silver Angel doesn't get far as the pikes ensnare the ship in a tractor beam. Uh, mm. and that's where we end our episode. Cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. uh, cliffhanger, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, again, similar to last week, it's it's like obviously we're kind of uh, building this story over four episodes. So it feels a little bit incomplete, but I really like the 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 world building and the character development that we get in this. It's not mm-hmm. the the plot's not that important, I don't think. Um, and it's not really action heavy, but I uh, but I mm-hmm. but I do really like sure. the 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 sort of vibe, the 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 direction that this is heading, um, and I'm really excited for the next episode. The 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 stills that they released this morning. Mm. They, it, like just from a visual standpoint it looks great yeah seeing the inside yeah. of the pike uh, mm. uh, uh buildings and stuff like that like it's uh there, there's some new design styles and stuff like that um that'll be really interesting to see uh but but yeah i mean yeah going to kessel seeing that other side of it uh getting to know more about it as a planet um yeah that was really cool i i yeah. really liked that i think this is one of those where you know like a lot of times that we've seen in, in these big arcs, um, watching them all as a whole seems to yeah. sometimes kind of work a little better than chopping them up. And that's fine. I mean, I, I kind of like the little, uh, the, you know, the cliffhanger type stuff. It's like, Oh man, what, what's going to happen? You know, obviously Soka, right. Uh, Soka here uses her Jedi mind trick, um, kind of on the down low. So still Rafa and trace are clueless as to her, but she's able to use her force power and, almost get away almost got away but not quite so yeah like i said uh and i just have to mention too like i this is from last episode this the change of attire for ahsoka she has this blue mechanics jumpsuit now which you know obviously she's mo- moved away from the jedi order so she's kind of changed her look but it's closer to her that blue rebels attire that she kind of changes into when we mm-hmm. see her in rebels it's kind of the same bluish kind of obviously it's back to her kind of more of a functional thing in in rebels but it's the same almost the same color as this this blue uh blue jump shoot she's i think that you're no i think you're thinking of the outfit that she's gonna wear in the the mandalore stuff is that is a similar blue in rebels she wears it's like a maroon it's like okay i think in mandalore yeah 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 but um but it's there is an evolution there right because you see 
you see her in this in this jumpsuit uh and then we've seen for the mandalore stuff she's in that sort of it's actually very mandalorian inspired and Mm. i think that we might find out that that's where she got it from because it's got the diamond in the center of the chest um the same as like the mandalorian armor does i i and then and then that armor uh i think gives way to what she wears in in star wars rebels um and then we didn't really get a good look at her at the end of rebels uh, with the ahsoka the white uh, yeah but she had that cloak on yeah um but yeah i yeah, man. That's I, it, though. I think that's it for this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I totally spaced and didn't post uh, I, anything for you guys to comment on what you thought of the episode. So uh, there's no mailbag this week. Um, so sorry about that. That's my fault. Um, but uh, next week's episode uh, is not titled Deal No Deal. What's it titled? Uh, Dangerous Debt. Okay. After being imprisoned by the Pikes, Ahsoka Tano and the Martez sisters manage a daring escape of their stronghold. Together they flee through the city to their ship, desperate to evade the Pike forces in pursuit in Dangerous Debt. And oh, it was right there. It Is was there? right there in my in the recap the whole time. That's in the recap. Uh, an all new episode of Star Wars: The Clone Wars this Friday, April third on day on Disney Plus. I uh, cool. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Of course, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. Oh. That was a big yawn. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's been a long day. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Facebook. Facebook is uh, Rebel Cells Podcast and at Rebel Cells on Twitter and Instagram. You follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ArcWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Uh, and Matt is at The Crankster. Yes. Uh, that's Crankster with a K. Uh, and, of course, you guys know that we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to Thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you hear, you can support us in three different ways uh first is by going to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review to help other people find the podcast that would be a huge huge help uh the other is by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise and of course last but not least you can go to patreon.com thunderquack and kick in with your monthly pledge of support uh and get some cool rewards in the process but uh, I, that is it for this week, and we will be back next week for Dangerous Debt. Mm-hmm.